Amex enhances, Virgin Atlantic devalues, and things we're doing in the new year on episode 47 of the Mile Not Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Milenomics Square Podcast No Annual Fee Edition on the Milenomics Podcast Network. If you're not subscribed to the full Milenomics Squared Podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. Did you catch these Amex perks and offers? They came out guns blazing at the beginning uh, of the year here. Pretty strong. It reminds me. It reminds me so much of May 1st when we saw the master value injection come out of nowhere. We thought something was coming, Robert. We hoped something was coming, I would say. But, you know, I think partly we thought No, it makes sense to just let the master value injection, which was a host of benefits, uh, credits, monthly credits and such. It makes sense to have let that sunset at the end of the year and said, hey, you know, we've done what we can do. And, uh, you know, now let's just uh, look forward to a better year. But no, American Express, not content to rest on its laurels, are they? No. And the complexity is relatively high, I would say. A ton of thought went into this. And we started to see some inkling of it with this, uh, I think maybe a post on Reddit or something about a $30 a month PayPal credit. And you know, you could log into your Amex account and wander around there and click all over the place and you would never find this. So it, it started coming out in dribs <laughs> and drabs. And just the day before we were recording, I saw a tweet from Amex to a landing page that summarized all of this. And uh, they, they're employing some people over there. There are people doing work to put these things together and to summarize how they all work and how they all come together. It's it's a, a lot to keep up with. Let's hit the high points here and analyze, uh, you know, whether we think they're good deals worth chasing after and how much they really move the needle on the high annual fee Amex cards. You know, some of these cards, you know, fees up to $595. These are intended, I think, to soften the blow of that annual fee mm-hmm. when so many of the perks of the cards are travel related and we can't travel as much in the first half of this year, especially. Uh, you teased the first one that we'll probably jump into here, which is the $30 a month PayPal credit. These run for six months. These are specific to consumer personal platinum cards, the, the PayPal credits specifically. And so we, we will enumerate exactly which card each credit is a qualifier for. Uh, but my take on this is that it's a welcome change. You know, the master value injection was very targeted and very specific streaming cell phone uh, i've had i had a lot of trouble with the cell phone one uh and uh you know shipping for uh, other cards uh and um this is a blanket 30 dollars a month at paypal anywhere that takes paypal and i gotta say robert there are a lot of places that take paypal transparently take paypal i had no idea and then i start looking around and start noticing uh every everyone's all of a sudden in five days everyone started adding <laughs> paypal robert it must have happened overnight <laughs> no couldn't have been that you know perception is reality no it had yeah. to be that it was added but uh, you know i like that uh but beyond that if you have a lot of platinum cards i think it can be tough yeah it's this is different than the master value injection in terms of that being a very uh, automatic $20 a month thing you did. You know, if I have a wireless subscription service, that was a piece of cake for me. AT&T, go on there, just do 20, 20, 20. Very easy. <laughs> so different. In that case. But these PayPal credits, they're, they're right in between where you might want to try to use them organically here, but they involve you for a month. You know, it probably wouldn't be the optimal card to use otherwise, but a $30 discount is pretty good. But well, what if you're buying a $100 thing? Do you want to you know squander it all that way? Is that discount? So it starts to play with, you know, we have to keep things separate in this game 
game a lot of times, right? You know, your, your shenanigans and your and your just organic spend. We say organic spend doesn't move the needle. In this case, yeah, it just seems like it, the best way to do it is to kind of blend it in with your normal spend. If you see that little PayPal icon there, good time to use the card. But like you say, if you have a lot of these, that's you know how many online transactions do you organically do a month at a merchant that accepts PayPal? And it's the, a good card to use. It's gonna well, we'll see how it goes here over the month. I I, I think I'd like to find a way to just make this a no brainer thing that I can do. I think I have three Amex personal platinum cards under my control between me and my wife. And that's, you know, I'd like to just get that $90 off the table every month if I can. Yeah, I have two personal platinums and I'd like to get the 60 off the table. I'm going to be the guy that throws cold water on the fire here, Robert. It's not free money. You know, this is a uh, a re- reverse retention offer, I would say. This is how I approach it. You know, you are paying a large annual fee on this card and this is uh, the attempt to keep you happy. And so it is your own money. We're paying you with your own money. What's that quote from Rounders? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one. That's good. Um, oh. A movie reference that I'm completely clueless <laughs> on. That's great. <laughs> Happened before 2000, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, maybe move on to a couple of other nice Amex offers that came along. $50 back on 50 at Best yeah. Buy. Can use that twice. Requires activation. It's a straightforward Amex offer. And $50 back on 50 at Home Depot. We were comparing notes that we both went to Home Depot the day before this came out and spent more than $50. <laughs> of course, the next day, oh, how sweet it would have been to have this be there. But yeah, uh, that, that's going to be $100 for each of those over. That's just once for the duration of it here. So not a lot, but you put that together with the $50 SACS credit, which is something I that like is an enduring benefit on the card. And all these things, you know, conspire and Uber com- credits. compile together to chip away at the overall massive fee on this. So it's they've created a very interactive program, I would say, compared to like a City Prestige or a Chase Sapphire Reserve. I'm always logged into my Amex account. Uh, you know, listeners to the page show will know why I was logging into my Amex account lately, especially. <laughs> Stay tuned for more on that on the on the page show. But yeah, uh, just a lot of really uh, pretty powerful ways to chip away at that mountain of annual fees here in this case. And I think it rewards people who ponied up for this card. I think you had to be on board before November 1st or something like that in order to mm-hmm. be targeted for some of these things that we're going to be talking about. So very complicated, but better than doing nothing. You know, I'm looking at my my, my city prestige and I called them and asked for a retention offer. And they're like, uh, yeah, we'll give you 20,000 for spending, you know, 4,000 a month for three months. And that, you know, that 20,000 city thank you points is not nearly as valuable as these things that we're talking about here today. That's a great point, Robert. You know, these offers are are also available on the personal platinum card. So we're still talking about the personal platinum card here. And I got tripped up by that November 1st uh, deadline. You know, I have a personal platinum that was opened under the 100,000 uh, membership reward sign-up bonus that I believe, did we do a free show on that? We did, didn't we? Hmm, hard to say, but interesting that they kind of said, well, you can't have everything, right? We're not going to give you this right. incredible 100,000 right. point welcome <laughs> offer, but maybe available through a referral and 10x of groceries. And all, it's just incredible all these things are putting together. The ability for them to drill down into their card member profile and be able to carve out specific groups for these. You know, these are Amex offers, so they need to be activated. That's a one-time activation, and it's a one per social security as well. So in your case, Robert, you're saying you have three personal Platinums, but you really would only be able to do this twice, once for yourself and once for player two, correct? Well, that's a good point on the personal... Um... Uh, that's true of the offers, uh, wh- whereas the PayPal yeah. credit is not uh, an offer. It is just a characteristic that is tied to each card member. Now, uh, how, say, how do you phrase that? Most, <laughs> most people will not have this issue. Most people carry one platinum, personal platinum card. But if you do have a second personal platinum card, you will activate the offer on one and it will disappear from the other. 
That Correct. is I, I, that is the, the case, and I don't know of a way to dodge that anymore. That's that is accurate. You know, uh, on top of all of this, Robert, you know, there is the ability to call for a retention offer if your annual fee comes due, and I'm sure that they will point to some of these things. But you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's one of the Milenomics mantras that we talk about all the time on our Slack channel. It doesn't hurt to ask, especially in this situation. We talked in our Everything About Amex shortcut episode, which we'll link here in the show notes. You don't want to take a retention offer and close the card within 12 months, but here they're giving you six months worth of goodies along the way. So if you were able to capture a retention offer on top of all of this, on top of your signup bonus on that card, I mean, that <sighs> no one, like you said, Robert, no other bank is as fun. And uh, just a great opportunity for those of us that have platinum cards to, uh, to to capture that annual fee back. I'm just thinking of the retention call where they remind you of all these incredible <laughs> benefits. It's going to be a very long one. <laughs> That's true. I had a, a really sticky one like that on the gold card last year and stuck it out through the entire call and was able to get some membership rewards at the end. So uh, <laughs> if you have a little time, I think it's worth doing. But let's move on to the business card, business platinum card. Yeah, so that is a little bit different. I'd say highly different configured, and it seems to be a shot over the bow at I would say their number one competitor, which is Chase, at yes. their ink cards. The characteristics on these four uh, X on an additional four X on gas, office supply, wireless advertising, and shipping. That's capped at twenty thousand dollars in spend through. June 31st, 2021, and activation is required for each of these individually. So again, it's an Amex offer and you need to, you, you would, if you had multiple business cards, uh, business platinum cards, you would need to activate that individually. So you couldn't do it on every one of the cards, I don't think. So, uh, but you know, in, 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 in total, it makes it very similar in earning structure at office supply and wireless to that ink cash card, which is a no annual fee card. So you think, well, everyone has that. Well, maybe not everyone has that, but either way, this is makes this card maybe duplicative with that other card. And I think is, you know, if someone out there just wants to have one card and, and the, and the business platinum card has never been good for earning. This is a, a a nice, a pretty sweet enhancement. I doubt there are people out there that are out of ink capacity, and this is a, a breakthrough. But yeah, maybe if you have a gas station that you spend a lot of money at, it could be compelling. Advertising and shipping, you know, I think they do enumerate what those vendors are, so it's not like you're going to get lucky and you know Google Services is going to code as advertising or something <laughs> like that. But you never know. Uh, give it a look. Uh, what, do, what, what do you think about all this? These four X and all these categories. Yeah, I'm a little cooler on this. I do also have a business platinum and an authorized user card that was targeted for this as well. So it appears that I may have double capacity on this. Um, but yes, I have three inks and I like to diversify outside of one ecosystem. And if the last three or four months have taught us anything, we have been heavy on American Express membership reward points uh, to the point where uh, earning more of them at this point, I think, is not a smart idea for me. I don't know about you, Robert, but I want to be diverse, and uh, I have drawn down my ultimate rewards. And it's I, I guess it's a little strange that we're talking about ultimate rewards here at the top of the show on Amex, but I think the two have to be discussed together. And so I have drawn down my ultimate reward balance uh, to zero. I, I, I want all of them gone because between now and April, I can pay myself back. Chase has this opportunity to get one and a half cents per ultimate reward point, and you don't have that ability here. And so you can earn these points, and yes, you can cash them out. There are ways to cash out membership reward points, and I think the top end of that is 1.25 cents. And so when you do the math, you know, we say America loves math, Robert. Five times 1.25 is less than five times 1.5. And so for me, if I'm not at capacity on my inks, this is an inferior offer. 
I don't know if that's too much inside baseball. What do you think? No, I think it's good. And and I really do appreciate what you're saying there about uh, diversity being a good thing. And that's just, to, in my mind, to spend, uh, spread the spend around. You know, somebody mm-hmm. might say, oh, this card gets 2.625. Why would you use that if you got this card that's earning 3%, whatever your the, the comparison is? And a lot of times, these are both really good ways to spend if you can spend in these categories. And so, yeah, split, spread it around. Put a couple, put some on the in cash, put, put a little bit over here. I think 5X in total at gas station is probably the best thing I can think of. I mean, even an old blue cash doesn't even get a true 5%. That's, that's pretty fantastic. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. And um, let's speed way past this, Robert, into the next section here, into the future. What's coming? What else is there? What have what's been hinted at? Well, there's this weird little note in this multi-page document that they wrote that uh, hints at a 20% discount on airfare through May. Now, a lot of people aren't wanting to travel the next few months, probably the worst time to travel in our lifetime, hopefully, but uh, airlines and credit cards are putting things on sale. We saw that with JetBlue in terms of the way they're you know, having a companion pass effectively for their Mosaic uh, members. You know, the, It has a limited duration. It runs until about the middle, late part of May. But you know, 20% off at airfare is pretty great, especially when the way they structure things, Amex, you can book with membership rewards, get a 35% rebate, uh, depending on the airline of choice or whether it's in a premium cabin. It's kind of like their insider fares that we've talked about before. It knocks mm. the airfare down even more and you're paying with points and it just combines to be a, potentially a pretty tremendous offer. So that was pretty interesting to see that in there. They said that's coming soon. Um, did you catch anything else in that announcement? Uh, hints of co-branded card enhancements. You know, the American Express has a stable of uh, partner cards, uh, Hilton, Delta, uh, among others. And so nothing has been announced there yet, although there were quite a few announcements on the Delta side last year. And so uh, maybe that's a pattern that they're going to look at for this year or something similar. Uh, Nothing that was really compelling. I do hold a gold and a gold business Delta card, and I'm sure you have a few of those clanging around as well. So uh, we're interested uh, American Express, whenever you're ready, we're here. Well, you compare it to uh, Chase, it's got to be a shot over the bow for them, like we mentioned head on there. But City seems to be content to not do much, but Amex doing a lot here. So it'll be interesting as well to see what the competing banks do to sweeten the pot here, I think, for the first half of the year. They need to do something, I think. And uh, yeah. just saying, oh, you know, sorry, you, you have a $450 annual fee card and we're not doing anything about it. So I think a lot of people are rightfully going to cancel in that situation. And so banks would do well to uh, sweeten the deal a little bit. I like that, Robert. And second item here is a huge devaluation. Virgin Atlantic devalues for Delta Awards. This was uh, probably the first bad news in the travel space this year. And it is bad, Robert. I mean, it's a very significant devaluation. I, I used to call these no-knock devaluations. You wake up one day, and your points that used to cost you something are now not enough to get you the trip that you had planned in your mind. You need many, many more thousands. And uh, the numbers here, in some cases, are staggering. You have used this program, so this directly impacts you, does it not? Yeah. And I was, in fact, I was literally looking uh, late in the year, you know, the 28th, 29th, 30th, and I was pricing on a ticket from Boston to uh, Fort Myers. You know, actually, the award availability or calendar is open for Thanksgiving 2021, if you can believe it. It seems like it was just here, of course, 11 months. Here we go again. Time to book. And I saw that it was 22.5, which is a really good redemption compared to what Delta Direct wanted for a $400 flight. I think they wanted 35000 And there's always a nice way if there was low level availability to be able to book with Virgin Atlantic. And I was hemming and hawing about it because the return hadn't quite opened up and things like that. But I heard about this and I went back and looked. Sure enough, it goes from 22.5 to 40,000 per person one way in first 
from Boston to Florida, which is, you know, it's a distance-based chart that they have, and that's not a great that's not that far. <laughs> distance. We're just, you know, you know I think Dan's deal said, you know, that one of the sweet spots here is that uh, very short flights, like from, I don't know, Cleveland to New York or something like that. I was like, well, that's a pretty short flight. I don't know. It's probably a pretty cheap flight, too. So, yeah, this is a really <laughs> Quick, bad drink one. as much as you can. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so why I think this really stinks in particular is a lot of people, myself included, have Virgin uh-huh. Atlantic miles stranded from trips that we truly intended to take, maybe scheduled multiple times and things have just been getting canceled. And this to to slip this out from underneath you, man, that really rots. Yeah, no, that is a really great point, Robert. The, the idea that trips were booked uh, and then COVID came around and caused summer, fall, uh, you know, uh, Christmas time travel to be uh, winter travel to be canceled. And then those miles are redeposited. And for someone who took a transferable point, like a like a membership reward point here, Robert, and transferred those to Virgin Atlantic, you can't go backwards. You are stuck now with a bucket of Virgin Atlantic points, and now you've got to sit there and think, what do I do? Do I throw good points after bad? I mean, yeah. you've got to put more points into the program to keep up with the devaluation, or you've got to look at other plans for those miles uh, that you can uh, use. And so it would be flying economy or... Uh, biting the bullet, I guess, and just paying more for those seats, unfortunately. But we hate doing that, Robert. That's not our style. Well, I think it also highlights the risk in dealing with, uh, you know, I wouldn't say they're an obscure foreign carrier, but... I'll call them an obscure foreign carrier. It's not a straightforward thing to do. (laughs) To transfer your, you know, bank points over to Virgin Atlantic to to fly on Delta domestically or or, or even internationally. This devaluation isn't just a domestic thing. It was just an example I gave. And I'll point out, I had a very hard time canceling a flight that I thought I'd canceled with them before from Boston to Orlando for some holiday that I'd forgotten about. You know, some backup, you know, booking I had I thought I'd canceled. I kept getting these notices from Delta saying, hey, your flight's about to take off. And I'm like, I I thought I canceled everything. And so I tried to cancel with Virgin Atlantic and I spent so much time on the phone trying to ping them on WhatsApp and every one of their preferred ways of getting in contact. It literally came down. I started trying to contact them four days before the flight took off, and I was only able to cancel it a few hours before it took off. So keep that in mind before you start dabbling in foreign carriers, especially during the time of COVID. I am placing a premium myself on booking with carriers that are easy to cancel with, and Virgin Atlantic is not one of those. Had you wanted to reuse those miles, they made it difficult for you to get them back to be able to rebook with them in the first place. And they're not the only airlines that last year held refunds for months and months and months, Uh, in some cases cash refunds for cash fares, but in other cases miles and points that weren't refunded or you had to call and the whole times were excessive and so you said, I'll call later. And, uh, you know, uh, very, very poor form here, to borrow that phrase. Uh, I think that this is not the last of these, unfortunately, that we're going to see this year, though. Well, Robert, we quit years ago doing uh, yearly predictions on the podcast and on the blog because obviously we're awful at predicting things. But what we are good at is short term what we will be doing. And so this part of the show, we want to talk about the opportunities that we have here in quarter one. Uh, And we do this time to time on the paid show and go much more in depth. But for anyone listening here quarter one is here, and that usually means new 5X opportunities, among other things. Uh, And then we also have the start of a new year. And so that's one of those uh, special times where more things come available to be done in this game we play. So uh, I teased it right there, Robert, but let's talk about these 5X categories. The first of those I'll bring up here are the Chase Freedom categories. And these are 5X categories where up to $1,500 a month in spend 
you earn 5x ultimate rewards. You have to activate it, but what's nice about Chase is you can activate it until almost the end of the quarter, and it retroactively will pay you for those points all the way to the beginning. So if you have done the spend and you haven't activated it yet, don't worry. You can still get those points. The three categories that we're looking at right now are wholesale clubs, internet cable and phone service, and select streaming services. Robert, I can only see a path forward to maxing out $1,500 on my four or five freedoms with wholesale clubs, I think. I mean, I just, I can't even, some months I couldn't even get $20 of master value injection for wireless uh, phone service. So I'm struggling uh, on these this quarter personally, but how about you? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to put a lot of a dent in that. I mean, people do some things with reselling uh, or, or buyer's clubs. We talked about a little about that on the, on the Slack channel and things like that. So probably something to look at there. It'd be a slam dunk for that type of situation. But um, the, what are the big membership clubs out there? You've got uh, Costco, BJ's, and Sam's are the big three that I know of. And they all have different membership requirements. And some of them aren't maybe near you. I don't have a Sam's Club anywhere near me. And so mm. do I want to get an online membership for that? Well, they don't sell a special online membership. And if you want to get a membership, sometimes they have deals to do it. But sometimes those deals are contingent on being able to go in store and take advantage of some $45 voucher or something like that. BJ's <laughs> has a nice option. They have a, just an online only option. So if you want to order some things online from them for resale or otherwise, then, then that's something to look into. Uh, Costco is pr probably the hardest one to beat. They really, you know, make all their money, I think, on the memberships. So uh, a great retailer. I, I, I love my Costco, but I, even I, as much of a Costco family as I grew up in, I've let our Costco membership lapse during COVID and we've just been ordering through Instacart. And that's not really a way that you can maximize this at all. So the dynamic has changed here. And I, I was saying on the page show, this might be one for the first time in a long time that I'm just going to let freedom go and not really work too hard to to establish it. But, you know, maybe maybe famous lost words. I <laughs> Next thing I'll do, I'll spin up a, a Sam's Club account and a, whole, a Costco <laughs> account and start buying stuff like crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Sam's Club out here. I'm not a big Costco user, but, uh, you know, we always say two sides of the coin, Robert. I think we're going to be keeping an eye on this. I don't I don't want to say we won't use this, but I think this is going to be one of those, you know, we talk about as the quarter goes on and we start looking at opportunities that maybe cost a little more because everything we earn, everything we do has a component of either time or our money that we put into it. And as the quarter moves forward, maybe some of those opportunities that right now don't look great, maybe they'll somewhat seem a little bit more enticing. You know, I talked at the top end of the show, Chase pay yourself back 1.5 cents per point. So that's seven and a half cents per dollar paid back on this. I can do a lot with seven and a half cents per dollar uh, when it gets closer to the end of the quarter, I think. Well, let me test that. Would you go so far as to buy Sam's Club gift cards for future use this quarter? Mm. No, I hate gift cards. I really do. <laughs> that's, a, you know? that's a core tenant. <laughs> you never spend the gift card you have. Yeah, if I ever want to go back to a Sam's Club, I got to make sure I have no gift cards, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of your Dwyerisms, actually. You, buy, you, you never want to go back to a restaurant, buy a gift card to that restaurant. You your said family that will never years ask, ago, to, and it's ask to go to that so restaurant. I'm still looking at the so pile. True. It never moves. <laughs> so true. I'll take this next one here, this uh, city dividend card, which is quite a bit more obscure than Chase and probably different in every way that you just mentioned. You mentioned how Chase is very easy to activate it, activate it at the end of the quarter. It's retroactive. This one is the complete opposite. You need to activate <laughs> this one not only before you do any transactions for that quarter, but you need to wait two business days after activating it. It's ridiculous. And the category, and, and good luck trying to find where it is on the page. I mean, you log into the, your, your city account and you go to this card. It's nowhere to be seen. You have to go in through some back door on the internet. It's just unbelievable. For 
forgotten card, but it does have a unique characteristic. It's 5% cash back. It's $1,500 per quarter, but you can do all of your spend for the year in a single quarter. So you can effectively do $6,000 for the year all in one quarter, which is unlike any of these others. So that's nice. They've chosen Amazon and streaming. And Amazon is a very good category, I think, for personal use or otherwise. So I am starting to do some spend with that, but actually did not use that. I used uh, a different card of Bank of America Cash Rewards for a purchase I made off Amazon today because I needed to wait two days after activating this in order to, for the thing to be valid. You just can't beat City sometimes. I don't know where they get these ideas, but uh, no, no two banks are the same. You want to take this next one? Yeah, I'll take the last one here. Uh, of the 5X categories, the Discover card offering grocery, Walgreens, and CVS. Uh, I like grocery. I think that's probably the best path forward for me. And, uh, you know, the thing is, there's so much overlap on grocery. And we are just, I'm flush with with gold cards from American Express. I still have a three-for-all kicking around, which we posted about back in October that was only supposed to last for three months. And uh, I have it attached to a gold card, so that's 7X at grocery. And so the noise starts to really push out this Discover card for me uh, in the short term. And this is another one of those, Robert, where as the quarter moves on, I think I'll be more uh, willing to go in on this. And so I will activate it. Uh, They do not retroactively pay out if I don't if I'm correct. Uh, so you'll need to activate this and then go ahead and do the spend for a 5X up to $1,500, $75. Now, does that get you as excited as 7,500 ultimate reward points? <laughs> They're roughly the same, but yeah, more upside with the, the Amex card. The, 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 we were talking on the main show about the, the difference in, in scale there. I mean, that, that personal gold card capped at $25,000 per year in spend versus 1,500 per quarter here. Huge difference. Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, if you're uh, not playing the level of the game that we're talking about and you're playing a $1,500 a month or a quarter game, that's awesome, too. I mean, that that what's that quote I, I had on uh, Twitter? I, I'll have to link to it, Robert, where it was just like, you know, your scale doesn't make your game any less impressive when you look at someone else's. So, uh, you know, th- these 5X offers, they are the bread and butter of uh, you know, early uh, dipping your toe into some of the opportunities that we talk about maybe on the paid show. And uh, at 5X, you know, you can make a mistake and it's not a huge mistake. It's not uh, an earth shattering, world ending uh, knockout blow. And so I like that for anybody just getting into the game, but I also like it for myself. Well, great stuff. I, I do want to give a special call out here to the Bank of America personal cash rewards card. You know, when I first looked at this card, it was not so appealing to me because, oh, it's capped at 2,500. And I just said, you know, 25,000, 2,500 is such a low cap. But I think this is a better card to carry on an ongoing basis. No annual fee. It earns 3% cash back in uh, the category that you select. And you can select some pretty interesting categories like online or travel and things like that. And then if you have uh, a relationship with Bank of America or Merrill, you can uplift that quite a bit. Uh, you can earn one point, an additional 75%. So you can earn 5.25% cash back up to $2,500 per quarter with this card. And, you know, you, the card comes, you can get it head on with a welcome bonus, but you can also product change existing Bank of America cards to this one. And for the longest time, people had a better balance rewards card. It was this weird card they had that was kind of a scheme to get like $20 a month of recurring charges and things like that. <laughs> this is a better play than that. And at $2,500, it doesn't seem like that much, but you can have multiple of these. So keep that in mind. Anytime you go to product change a Bank of America card, say you had a Virgin Atlantic card, for example, that you're tired of, you don't like the way the program is going, this might be a good yes. one to product change into. So take a look at that. You can have multiple of them. And that uh, $2,500 starts to add up. You have three, four, five of these. 
And what they call online is quite a bit more permissible than say a AT&T Access More card or any number of cards. They're pretty permissive with that category. So give the Bank of America Personal Cash Rewards a look if you don't have it in your uh, portfolio currently. Man, I love that, Robert. And this year, I think that's a resolution for me to get more of those. I've been on the fence uh, about product changing some cards that uh, need to just get out of. And uh, I could have two, three, four of these this wow. year. And I'm sure I know I'm trying to get graded in for uh, that, you know, uh, uh, honors program that they have over at Bank of America as well. So, you know, you look at that card and you think 2500 a quarter, that's 10000 a year. Two, three, four of those is $40,000 a year in bonus spend online and uh, buyers groups and things like that. That is a lot of fun, Robert. I want to join you on that. So out of these bonus spend categories, Robert, and into a, a couple of different things here to end the show, but things nonetheless to be doing this year, airline incidentals. All of these pretty much have reset, uh, except for maybe the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which runs on a card member year. Uh, American Express and many other banks run on the calendar year. And so we're seeing an opportunity to cash out airline incidentals. Robert, we're bookending the show talking about capturing back your high annual fee. And here we are again, a high annual fee card that comes with 200 or more in airline incidentals that you have to be able to capture that out somehow. Otherwise, you're just giving it away, right? Yeah, yeah, I have to get to work on those. And it's a big mountain, it seems like. I was saying to you the other day, uh, just nothing to do on uh, the holiday break here is the, I don't know, the third of the year or something like that. And I said, I just can't do it. I, I, I can't get after this. And you, you shared <laughs> one of your, uh, you know, pieces of wisdom that you shared many times. You know, how do you, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? <laughs> That's right. And so I just started doing one a day. I just got to do one a day, got to work through all these. So between that and all the Amex credits that we were talking about upstream, a lot of opportunity, but it doesn't matter if you don't get to work and, and do them. So do them early in the quarter before you get into a panic situation on, you know, March 31st. You'll be asking a question like, you know, if I do a transaction on March 31st, does it count as the first quarter or not? And you just want to avoid that yeah. situation altogether. You've seen an opportunity to do something now. It's time to get to work on it. And uh, good luck, you know, whittling away at those uh, high annual fee cards and making the most of these opportunities that we have here in Q1. Boy, I really like that, Robert. And I, I want to borrow something that CF Frost said uh on the paid show actually and he mentioned that you know at the end of the year and the later quarters of the year that's when juicy things start to come and and tend to come and uh the last two years we've seen opportunities at the end of the year come out of almost nowhere and be almost unavoidable almost too good to pass up uh, last year's being the three for all from American Express. And so if you're holding off on certain things and saying, oh, I'll do them later this year, well, then you op you opt out of maybe those uh, great opportunities at the end of the year. So it's like they, you know, they look at their budget for the year and they say, boy, that, that uh, the promotions that we ran, they really didn't move the needle. We got a little opportunity to kind of make our numbers. So let's do something in the fourth quarter. I think that's a, a real thing that happens. Uh, what do we always say? Make hay while the sun shines, Robert, right? Absolutely. Too many too many of them in this show. We got way too much inside baseball, but we'll leave it in. Well, I hope people join us for the paid show. We're talking about some great things last week and this week. Episode 109 was one of my favorites. I mean, we've been talking on this about free show with this episode 47. We've done 109 of the paid shows. Gosh, talking about shutdowns, financial reviews, and double <laughs> dipping cards, all kinds of crazy stuff. If you, if you like the show, I think you'll love that one. So I hope you join us over there. Yeah, definitely. We'll put a link here in the show notes to our Patreon page, and uh, you get access to our Slack community as well. Absolutely. Check it out. Look forward to seeing people over there. Well, thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash milenomics. There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer, where we speak more freely about topics like these.
And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Milenomics, and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site.